This is the 168th QuackCast, brought to you by Pussware LLC, where you will find my growing multimedia empire over at edgydoc.com. And of course, don't forget to write me, what, what, huh? Yep, you got it. Glowing reviews on iTunes. This one is called Chiropractic Nose Balloons, and the references for this podcast can be found on the May 29th, 2015 science-based medicine blog entry. You can pick your friends, you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose unless you practice nasal cranial release. There are so many pseudo-medicines, it is hard to keep track. New variations appear, new combinations of old scams occur, old pseudo-medicines wax and wane, although no pseudo-medicine ever truly dies. Except phrenology? Maybe? I find a few phrenology sites on the web, but I cannot tell if they are real or satire. There is an ongoing discussion in my family as to the greatest band of all time. The Who, of course, is the correct answer, but really, bands do not have to follow the poly exclusion principle. There can be multiple greatest bands of all time, all existing simultaneously at the same place. Except that the Who is a little bit more greater than the others. Yeah, more greater. The same concept applies to scams. Whose goofiness reigns supreme? Homeopathy, Reiki, epigenetic birth control. They are all equally goofy, each in their own special way. In my feeds, I saw the announcement that Anderson Chiropractic announces nasal cranial release therapy. Hmm. I had never heard of nasal cranial release therapy. It sounds bad. Turning humans into a Pez dispenser, popping off the skull by way of the nose, a particularly horrific form of rhinotrixomania. That's obsessive nose picking for you who are not Latin fans. I actually once had a patient pick his nose literally to the point where he eroded through the base of his skull and got meningitis. But it's not that goofy, but really close. Nasal cranial release appears to be the mutant offspring of chiropractic and craniosacral therapy. And it goes by a variety of names on the internet, including endonasal technique, bilateral nasal specific technique, functional cranial release, and neurocranial release. Balloons, or perhaps hobbit condoms, I really can't tell from the photographs, are inserted into the nose and inflated to, get this, realign cranial bones. Really. If you've ever worked in the neurotrauma unit, as I have, you know that when you hit the head real hard, it breaks, but you don't realign the bones of the skull. You just shatter them. Those bones are all fused. And watch the videos. Judging from the patients, it is not a pleasant experience. I can't imagine having a balloon put up your nose and inflated to be fun, much less therapeutic. And I always watch these videos with the eye of an infection control physician. No gloves, no hand hygiene to be seen. And given the propensity for methicillin-resistant staph aureus to be harbored in the nose, it gives me the willies. The procedure appears to be booger compression, an intervention I suspect no one really needs. I think that compressing snot is unlikely to have any significant anatomic or physiologic effects because there's no way in hell they're going to be moving the bones of the skull. 
This method is different than balloon sinuplasty, where the sinuses are opened up by expanding a balloon in the sinus ostea. In contrast to nasal cranial release, the balloon is directed into place with an endoscope, and hey, look, they use local anesthetic, and they wear gloves, and they're in a procedure room. You should watch a video of cranial release therapy followed by a balloon sinuplasty video sequentially and compare and contrast real medicine with cargo cult medicine. Nasal cranial release was developed in the 1930s by a chiropractor and naturopath in Portland, Oregon, my hometown. Go Portland! To treat concussion and traumatic brain injury. It gives me the heebie-jeebies to think of inflating a balloon in the nose after a traumatic brain injury. While the balloon should do nothing to normal skulls, what if there was an occult basal skull fracture? Man, oh man. The information to support the practice is almost, but not quite, entirely unlike data. I found a case report that after, quote, chiropractic manipulation and soft tissue manipulation administer two to six times per month for approximately a year that had minimal long-term effect on the patient's head pain. Really? The patient returned six times a month for a year with no effect from the intervention? Now that's salesmanship. Then the patient had resolution of their headache after several months of nasal realignment. I bet the patient probably reported improvement so they would never have to return for more treatments. It would appear that feigning success would be the only way to escape the clutches of that particular chiropractor who's sticking balloons up their nose and inflating them. Even chiropractors admit that, quote, no articles appear available in the scientific literature that examine the efficacy of nasal-specific technique for treating any pathology. Searching for such literature uncovered one unpublished study. The study concluded that claims for improved vision and hearing followed by nasal-specific therapy could neither be supported nor refuted. Big surprise there. They did find, however, changes in craniofacial measurements that did not reach significance when compared to a control group. So, no known efficacy, no effect on the skull bones. But, like all pseudomedicines, that has broad, quote, indications, unquote. Mostly it is suggested for concussion and head trauma, but it is also suggested for a wide variety of neurologic diseases and symptoms. One chiropractic site even suggests that it will prevent the need for braces. My kid's just about to get his braces off to think I could have inflated balloons in his nose at a fraction of the price. Well, maybe not given my chiropractor's charge and avoided his braces. The mechanism, quote, the connective tissues that surround your brain and spinal cord called dura mater are specifically released during endonasal balloon inflations. They are not. And the nasal balloons, quote, restore the brain's ability to oxygenate itself through both improving airflow into the higher areas through the nasal passage, which should make you giggle when you read it, as it seems to imply that oxygen gets to the brain directly across the base of the skull rather than by way of the arteries in the lungs. No surprise, the only reports on PubMed I could find are complications, fracture, and bleeding. 
Chiropractors like to brag that their education is on par with MDs. Then they do boneheaded pseudoscience like this, actually thinking that by inflating a balloon in the nose, they can place, quote, the bones into better alignment to allow optimal blood flow to the brain and spinal cord and neurotransmitter activity throughout the central nervous system. After a shorter version of this podcast, a chiropractor commented, quote, please don't generalize. Most chiropractors don't do this ridiculous crap, and we definitely do not learn this in chiropractic school. As if correcting spinal subluxations, the raison d'etre of chiropractic, how's that French, is any less goofy. And maybe the other ridiculous crap in chiropractic school will no longer be taught. Quote, European schools sign anti-subluxation position statement. Six chiropractic schools in Europe signed a position statement that says, quote, The teaching of vertebral subluxation complex is a vitalistic construct that claims that it is the cause of disease is unsupported by evidence. Its inclusion in a modern chiropractic curriculum in anything other than in historical context is therefore inappropriate and unnecessary which is similar to the General Chiropractic Council in the United Kingdom, which has a guidance that says, quote, the chiropractic vertebral subluxation complex is an historical concept, but it remains a theoretical model. It is not supported by any clinical research evidence that would allow claims to be made that it is a cause of disease or health concerns, end of quote. So at least the European chiropractic schools or at least some of them abandoning the concept of subluxation. They are referred to as subluxation deniers, somewhat like vaccine deniers and global warming deniers. Hmm. One of these three are not like the others. And that leads me to wonder, if all the ridiculous crap is removed from chiropractic practice, what will be left? And that ends the 168th QuackCast. Go to edgydoc.com to find links to my growing multimedia empire, my book, my podcasts, my blogs, my mobile apps. Because you know my motto, the world needs more. Mark Chrislip. Talk to you next time. Bye.